Happy Sunday, Tampa Bay. We're with you for another week here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show to talk about the Tampa Bay real estate market like we are every Sunday. Excited today to talk about mortgage rates because I think that there are a lot of people out there that have been sitting on the sidelines, whether they're thinking about selling a home or whether they're thinking about buying because mortgage rates for most of 2023 uh, hit, you know, hit several year highs. Uh, approaching the 8% range, and it just pushed a lot of people out of the market, people un, either unable to buy at those rates or unwilling to buy at those rates. And what it ends up causing, basically what we've seen in the real estate market is a lack of inventory. And then, of course, it has reduced the number of available buyers in the marketplace because of the high interest rates. And you might wonder, well, why do high interest rates cause a lack of housing inventory? Well, the majority of the home-owning public that has a mortgage has a lower interest rate. Some as low as two and three and you know four uh, percent back from a few years ago when rates hit record lows. So when it comes time for them to make the move, whether it's to move up, to move move down, or move to a different part of the country, when they look at their low interest rates as rates have risen as well as rents have risen. They have a choice to make. Do they sell their home and take their equity or do they stay put or do they rent it? And we're seeing a lot more of the people choose, uh, at least in 2023, we saw a lot more of people choose to say, hey, I'm just going to either stay put or I'm going to rent my house because my mortgage payment is so low that I can make a nice positive cash flow renting the house out or Airbnb being the house. Um, or they say, I'm going to stay put because I don't want to go out and get another property at 8% interest rate when I'm at a 3% interest rate. So it causes this stagnation and almost gridlock for home sellers to not want to move, even if they want to get you know, a bigger house or, or a smaller house, or they want to go to a different uh, part of the country. They're staying put in record numbers because that mortgage is like golden handcuffs, keeping them in place uh, and keeping their payment dramatically low. Well, what we hope to see in 2024 and what we're starting to see already is a trend where as rates have dropped and we've seen, you know, they were hovering you know, around eight for a lot of last year. Um, and now they're, you know, looking, um, you know, to go down into the fives possibly, and maybe even the fours in 2024. They've already hit the sixes. There's already been some products and lenders that have gotten stuff into the into the sixes and, and some even, you know, depending on the points paid uh, into the fives. So what what that basically means is that the, the closer the rates get, to where the rates used to be, the more of that home selling public says, okay, now is the time for me to go ahead and transact. So a lot of people are predicting a much better real estate market in 2024 because you open up the buyer pool and rates drop some and more people can afford it. And then secondly, you cause more homes to come on the market and give buyers choices they haven't had in a while. And those sellers also become buyers. Because if those people are at you know, 3% interest rates and it gets to the fives, from three to five certainly is still a big bump in payment and rate, but it's it's more of a uh, realistic 
it's more of a reasonable belief that home sellers will choose to move over a 2% spread in interest rate than it is over a 5% spread. And the lower the rate goes down, the more of that audience gets it close enough, or in some instances, gets rates back to where they bought. If it was a year or two ago and they're in the fours, we may get close enough to where they can go out now and transact and sell their home, take their equity and move on. So, what we're basically seeing and, and what we expect to see this year, if rates continue to stay low, and for all intents and purposes, I think most people predict that in election years, uh, it's no secret that the party in-house wants to stay. Uh, and so the economy uh, always magically does a little bit better during an election year, uh, just like a professional athlete does a little bit better in a contract year. Uh, people want to keep their jobs, so they they get out their uh, you know fine tooth comb and their sunglasses and they dot the T's and or dot the I's and cross the T's, and they look for ways to make and improve the economy a little bit more aggressively. Maybe they should have been doing that the whole time, but or maybe the fix is in. Who really knows? But the reality is, is that historically, um, real estate markets and interest rates in an election year tend to do a little bit better. So most people are predicting an increase in home sales and a continued rise in appreciation. So if you're a home seller and you thought, you know what, hey, I'm not going to sell because the rates were too much of a spread, or a home buyer and you sat on the sidelines last year because you just couldn't make the numbers work at 8% interest rates, please come back to the market. Uh, you can hit us up at DuncanDuo.com for a free home value estimate. We'll give you a guaranteed sale or an instant cash offer on your home at DuncanDuo.com. You just type in your address. You get a bi-monthly report about what's going on in your neighborhood, uh, and then we reach out to talk. We reach out to talk to you about what is going on with your home value. So again, you can do that and so much more at DuncanDuo.com. If you're a home seller again and you looked at selling because you wanted to buy and you said nope, can't do it because I don't want to go out and buy at eight percent. Run the numbers again in the fives. You know, run the numbers again as they continue to drop and pay attention to what's going on. Get in touch with an agent who can keep you updated on what's going on in the mortgage market uh, so that you can make a choice about when uh, it may be time for you to take action. So, again, uh, increase in buyer pool and, a, and, and sellers that rates are getting close enough for them to be able to say, you know what, now is the time for me to go ahead and take the step that I want to stay to, to take um, and and move on. So again, you're listening to the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. When we aren't on air, make sure to follow us on all of our socials at the Duncan Duo. Again, that's at the Duncan Duo on uh, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube, pretty much every social channel out there. We are on it at the Duncan Duo. And so I've been talking about interest rates and how they're expected to continue to uh, soften this year uh, after a really big run up in 2023 that that shocked the real estate market, uh, you know, really dramatically. Um, and a lot of people predict we're going to have a better market this year with more transactions and, and prices continuing to rise. So again, if you've been sitting on the sidelines, jump back in, get updated numbers. If you got pre-approved, jump back in and your pre-approval can probably go up. Uh, if you're a seller and you decided not to sell because you didn't want to deal with higher rates, let's look again at, at your numbers. And again, you can do that uh, with our team. Directly, you can get a an instant cash offer, a home evaluation, or you can uh, set an appointment with us or click to call or text us uh, from our website at DuncanDuo.com. And um, so I want to talk next about 
the um, the process of getting a mortgage because a lot of people today don't realize that uh, if they haven't bought in a while, the process for getting a mortgage today is much more complicated than it was um, you know back many years ago. And and again for good reason. Uh, a lot of the lenders and investors and the government itself learned from what happened with the foreclosure crisis and put a lot more parameters in place. So when you're qualifying for a mortgage today, if you haven't done it in a while, be prepared to have to prove everything and provide documentation for everything, um, especially if you're self-employed or you own businesses um, it it really can feel uh, cumbersome, um, and we've had clients get offended with lenders and underwriters asking for documents and proof of things um, because they're like, "Oh, I got a high credit score and high income," and you know, it, it it really does it really can be intrusive. It's simply a protection on the system to ensure that we don't have defaults and we don't end up with a crashing real estate market and liar loans and everybody and their brother with a pulse being able to get a mortgage. And and interestingly, what I've always tried to explain to people is this: these extra steps that you take are a protection to help protect the value of the home that you're about to buy. Because foreclosures hitting the market and defaults are what kill the real estate market and values. And we know how many of the liar loans happened back you know, 15 years ago that caused the Great Recession, that helped contribute to the Great Recession, and it was too easy to get a loan, and they've put systems in place to prevent that. It reminds me of a story back um, you know, on 9-11 after the, uh, after the attacks at the World Trade Center. The airlines started putting all these stringent security things in place. And people would get frustrated, including myself sometimes, with how long you had to wait, especially if you were a traveler prior to 9-11. You were used to kind of breezing through, and and now they've got these extra rigid requirements. And I remember being frustrated one time, um, and, and one of my mentors said to me, Andrew, this is a protection for you. You don't realize it, and you think of it as an inconvenience, but this is trying to save your friends, your family, your community from another 9-11. And while obviously the real estate and mortgage market isn't saving anyone from life and death, it's a very similar protection to to protect people and their homes, just like you know TSA is trying to protect uh, people from having another attack and, and people dying. It's, it's a protection. And that protection... Of of all the steps you have to go through to get a mortgage today can be really frustrating for people that haven't gotten a mortgage in a long time. So if you're in the process of doing that or thinking about doing that, have all your ducks in a row, have your have your taxes, have your financial documentation, provide everything. They're going to ask for everything and then they're going to ask questions about certain transactions that you're going to have to prove. And that is a protection to protect the home value of every American to prevent the Great Recession from happening again. And, and look, it, it's not like a foolproof protection, but it's an extra step to help keep our real estate market healthy and keep us from having a massive amount of defaults and those defaults that turn into foreclosures and those foreclosures that turn into the lowest comp in the neighborhood. And now the lowest comp in the neighborhood is the newest appraisal comp. And now your home value is regressed. And now you have to sell your home for somewhere near what the foreclosure sold for because the appraisers are going to use it in an analysis for your home. So it's, it's all, you know, all that becomes a domino effect that The stringent process for getting a mortgage today is meant to prevent. It is a protection. Uh, It is not something you should take personally. They're not attacking your integrity. They're ensuring the real estate market continues to not have uh, the, uh, the downfall 
of the Great Recession. So hopefully that explanation about why it's complicated to get a mortgage makes sense for you. And uh, we're going to be back. We're going to continue our conversation again when we aren't on air. If you're thinking about selling your home, hit up DuncanDuo.com for a free home value estimate as well as guaranteed uh, cash offer on your home again at DuncanDuo.com. You can set an appointment with our team. You can call or text us directly from there as well, again, at DuncanDuo.com. And when we aren't on air, our social at the Duncan Duo, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, all of the social channels at the Duncan Duo. Follow us. We're always doing cool giveaways. Um, we've got we we just did lightning ticket giveaway for for a game this past week. We will be doing some more of that. So if you aren't following us, uh, make sure to do so so that you have a chance at uh, some free lightning swag at the Duncan Duo. We'll be back after a quick break. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. I'm Andrew Duncan, and we were talking in the uh, first segment about the uh, real estate market, the health of the real estate market, and what is happening with the changes in interest rates for both home buyers and home sellers. I want to talk next about increasing loan limits for mortgages. Um, this is something that um, happened and, and was announced recently, and the the reality is is that mortgage rates um, have dropped, but also certain loan products uh, have increased their limits for people to be able to purchase using those loan products. So I want to talk about that a little bit, and I want to talk about what it means to you. So there are, are realistically. Um, you know, there are multiple different types of loans, um, you know, that that exist today. There are conventional loans, uh, which are generally loans that are backed by Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. And, um, you know, they are capped today at seven hundred and sixty six thousand five fifty for one unit properties, w- which was increased. And then in high cost areas, it will be one million one hundred and forty nine thousand, which is one hundred and fifty percent of the seven sixty six five fifty. And there are a couple of um, you know high um, high cost areas in Florida, down in South Florida, but the, but it's a lot of you know California, New York. Um, you know, there's there's places all over the country that are considered high cost. However, what that basically means is if you are buying a house for a that would require a mortgage above that, you're no longer getting a conforming Fannie and Freddie loan. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac have all of these guidelines that lenders follow or lenders follow, plus they add their own kind of additional overlays on top of that to protect themselves from from any defaults or just because of the type of uh, clientele they want to attract. So what that basically means is you would get a jumbo loan and a jumbo loan is generally going to be a bank loaning its own money. So it's a different underwriting process. Um, different creative things are done with jumbo loans. Rates can be different as well. Um, and there, there are a lot of spinoff products that are jumbo loans for people like doctors and business owners. So um, but for all intents and purposes, when you hear someone saying a, a conventional or a conforming loan, the limit for that today is seven hundred and sixty-six thousand five fifty. Which means if you put twenty percent down, you're looking in the low nine hundreds, nine twenty or so as a max purchase price for a conventional mortgage today. Um, which is wild. I remember way back in the day when that number used to be four hundred and seventeen thousand. So. Um, the FHA loan limits were also increased, and the FHA loan limits are basically a lower down payment 
product that tends to uh, allow more people to qualify, has a little bit less stringent requirements. Also, um, you know, it's it is the um, you know, it is involved with the federal government. Um, the FHA loan limit will be 498,257 in most jurisdictions, up from 472 last year. And the FHA loan limit ceiling for high cost areas uh, also goes up to the 1,149,000. Now, VA loans are a little bit more complicated. Uh, some of the underwriting and guidelines have a lot of similarities as FHA, but as far as the actual loan limits, um, it, it really does. It, there really isn't a set answer for it. It's a little bit more complex. However, what it basically means is that um, you know loan limits for certain loan products have risen, meaning that um, if you were a buyer and you were you had to buy with an FHA loan, um, two things have happened in the past few months that benefit you. One, rates have dropped, which will increase your buying power. And because they've raised loan limits, that will also increase your buying power if you wouldn't have qualified for another type of loan depending on your credit score. So what has happened in the mortgage market, similar to what I said in the first segment, is that it has opened up the buyer pool and given people more buying power with lower rates and higher um, higher limits on the FHA and Fannie Mae accounts. Um, so, so again, uh, you know, home buyers should be paying attention, getting numbers, and figuring it out um, to see how it impacts them. But um, we we've seen an uptick in mortgage demand because of these things, because rates drop, making payments more affordable, and more home buyers jumping off the fence, and then of course, home buyers that had to go through a specific product, uh, not only getting more buying power from the lower interest rate, but more buying power from the higher uh, loan limit that will now allow them to still buy and buy within that um, loan product versus having to go into a different loan product that may have more stringent requirements. So uh, home buyers definitely jump back on the fence. Home sellers, uh, similarly, a lot of you that are selling to buy, uh, these two things may have a financial impact for you and may encourage you to think about selling your home. And if you are going to do that, we'd love to talk to you. You can hit us up at DuncanDuo.com where you can get your... Um, your home value estimate, you can get an instant cash offer um, or a guaranteed sale. And also through that website, if you simply just don't even want to go on the market and you want to sell your house cash, you can do that at DuncanDuo.com. We have a program where we'll simply just buy your house off the market. Um, and again, for us to do that, w w there has to be a profit to be made. So, um, you know, we're not buying homes to take losses on them. It's it's not a charity. Um, I've got one of those, but that's not what this is. And so the purpose of it is is realistically for people that want the utmost convenience to move on and, may, and kind of rip off the Band-Aid um, and then for someone else to kind of take that problem of theirs and come up with a solution that would lead towards a profit. So if you are someone that is thinking about, um, you know, an instant cash offer and the ability to sell and move on without going through the traditional market, you can do that at DuncanDuo.com as well. And we're back. We're going to continue our conversation after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo Show. Attention real estate agents. We are hiring at the Duncan Duo team. If you are thinking about a change in companies, thinking about more accountability, more leads, a more robust system to help you be successful, um, we are in growth mode and we are looking to hire hungry people that want to do the work. 
Um, and what I mean by want to do the work is is this, and, and you can do that at jointheduo.com. You can register for our career night as well as apply for any one of our open positions. If you go to jointheduo.com, you're going to see our career night page open up. And if you scroll to the bottom, you can click through, click through the link to apply for any of our open positions. But I want to talk about what I mean by do the work. Um, 2021 was a record year for real estate. Uh, 2022 was still pretty solid. And then obviously 2023 fell off. But what I want to tell you is the reason it fell off for a lot of real estate agents is because they stopped wanting to do the work. Um, there are a lot of real estate agents that got in in the run-up when the market was hot, and they uh, money was printing and raining from the sky, and it was easy to be a real estate agent. And that is over. If you're looking for that, you better jump in a DeLorean and go back in time like Michael J. Fox and Back to the Future because it doesn't exist anymore. If you're going to be successful in today's real estate market, you're going to have to do the work and you're going to have to grind. So that's what we're looking for. If you want to do the work and you're an aggressive salesperson and you're willing to do the grind, hit us up at jointheduo.com. We would love the opportunity to bring more people onto our team. We've got a database of over 150,000 people. We've got you know hundreds and thousands of people, or hundreds uh, some days, thousands some days of people using our website, looking at properties, searching for their home value. We need more salespeople to reach out to our database to, to warm up people that have been in there for a long time, our past clients and people that continue to use our website. We need more salespeople continuing to communicate with those folks. And those are the best quality of leads in the business. Every real estate agent out there, if you're out there and you're waiting for new leads, you are setting yourself up for failure. New leads are a 12 to 14 month cycle for most internet leads. Every person you speak to, the average is going to be a year before you can turn that into income. Plugging into our team allows you to go out and find leads that have been around for 8 to 12 to 14 months and attack those leads because they are very highly likely to transact. So uh, if you're a real estate agent, you're hungry, again, join the duo.com. But what I want to talk next about to real estate agents that maybe aren't interested in my company, but they're interested in doing better in 2024. So if you're a real estate agent and you want to have a better year in 2024, I want to give you a couple of quick tips. The very first one is double the number of appointments that you go on. If you went on a certain number of appointments last year, you need to double that. You need to know your numbers. You need to track how many calls you're making. You need to track how often you're out on appointments. The reason why I tell people and real estate salespeople to double their number of appointments is because it is 100% something they definitely can control. If you're a real estate agent, you know, like me, you've had plenty of transactions that didn't end up happening for things completely out of your control. Every time I hear a real estate agent say, I'm going to sell 20 homes next year, I'm going to sell 30 homes next year, it's complete BS. And it's complete BS because they don't have any real control over whether that can happen. People lose their jobs, mortgages fall apart. Um, you know What you can 100% control is the number of calls that you make, the number of appointments that you go on. You can control those things. And if you're not selling enough real estate, it means you need to get face-to-face with more consumers and you need to set appointments. So that's what I'm telling my organization right now is if you wanna be successful in 2024, you need to double the number of people that you're meeting with because if you do that, you will increase your transactions dramatically. If you simply 
just go through the motions and say, oh, I want to sell more real estate. And, you know, that is that is a joke of a goal when someone says, oh, what do you want to do in 2024? I want to sell more real estate. That's not a goal. That's a wish. That's a dream. If somebody comes to me and says, I want to go on double the number of appointments, or I want to go on 50% more appointments, or I want to go on seven appointments a week, that's somebody that knows their numbers and they're serious about this business. The real estate business the last few years has become amateur hour. There are a lot of people just out there you know, playing amateur hour, just trying at real estate and not really committed and not really serious because it was easy a couple of years ago. That is gone. It's not easy anymore. You're going to have to treat it like a profession. Professional athletes are some of the most statistically tracked people in the world. They're also some of the most highly paid per minute. And it's because they know their numbers and their teams know their numbers. I am certain that every professional basketball player knows their true shooting percentage, knows their free throw percentage, the three-point percentage, and their two-point field goal percentage. They know how many steals they get a game, how many blocks. They know their numbers. And if you're a real estate agent in 2024 and you don't know your numbers, shame on you because you're setting yourself up for failure. You need to know your numbers. You need to track your numbers and you need to hold yourself accountable and make commitments to numbers that you actually have control over. And again, what I mean by that is the number of people that you communicate with, okay? You can track that. The number of people that you meet with face-to-face, you can track that. When you say your goal is a certain number of homes, if you don't drill that down into an actually measurable thing that you have full control over in terms of your activities, you are going to fail because you don't have a plan. And if you don't have a plan, you're planning to fail. So real estate agents, if you want to uh, have that system in place, you want the accountability to get to another level, you want somebody to help hold you accountable to say, hey, look, this is how many appointments you go on. This is what you need to do. This is the blueprint for how to be successful in real estate. Join us, join the duo.com, register for our career night or apply for one of our open positions. So hopefully that rant uh, rings true to the real estate agent that want to take it to another level in 2024. And if it's not for you, um, there's a lot of real estate agents, unfortunately, that need to get out of the business, that that got in when it was hot and keep keep getting frustrated that it hasn't gone back to that. It's not going back to that. Fantasy land is over. Um, we're not going to see that again uh, anytime soon. Re- or interest rates, while they're going to drop, they're not going to get down to the twos and the threes again and make it, um, you know, as as easy as um, you know, people expected to be. So Zillow came out with a statistic, the hottest real estate markets for 2024. Guess who came in at number 10 on the list? Good old Tampa Bay, Florida. My old stomping grounds, Indianapolis, Indiana, came in at number four. So what does that mean for Tampa? It means that our real estate market is going to be hot. That means we're going to see prices rise. That means we're going to see bidding wars again. It means we're going to see a, a, a healthier real estate market than we saw in 2023. And people might ask, you know, well, hey, look, what is it that's differentiating Tampa? Okay. And I think it's important to understand that um, when you, first off, one other epidemic we have in society is uh, listening to broke people about financial advice. Uh, I, I see it every day on Facebook. I literally just saw it on Facebook in the break. If you want financial advice, don't don't get it from broke people. So that's my uh, PSA commercial for uh, this portion of the Duncan Duo show. But back to why the real estate market in Tampa is going to be hot. Because realistically, it may not be hot in other parts of the country. In other parts of the country, it may soften a little bit. Um, however, with interest rates dropping, 
We're in an election year. We're going to continue to see appreciation. Most people are predicting more transactions in 24 than we saw in 23. And how does Tampa get into that top 10? What is it that um, you know separates Tampa? So I want to talk about that for a little bit. One of the very first things, and whether you love it or whether you hate it, you notice it when you're on the roads and they're a little busier and you got a little bit more traffic. It's a little more wait time at a restaurant, a little longer to get to the beach. We got population growth in Tampa. We have people moving here. And a lot of the people who are moving here are people that have money, you know, that, that have businesses that work remotely, um, and they're, they're moving to Tampa. They're moving to Tampa because the economic climate, the weather climate, the political climate, who, a lot of reasons. But we continue to get population growth. And when you sprinkle increased population on top of low housing inventory and then more buyers being able to buy because interest rates are dropping – what does that compound into? It compounds into a, a hot real estate market for um, you know 2024. And our population growth isn't tied to any specific employer or industry. When I look at the housing markets list that Zillow came out with, uh, several of the, the cities in that list are, are uh, popping up on that list because of very specific things. Uh, employers that are launching in those areas or businesses that are moving or relocating to some of these areas. And what you notice is, guess what? The furthest west of the hottest housing markets of 2024, the furthest west is Indianapolis, Indiana. The whole western portion of the country is completely left off. It is Buffalo, New York, Cincinnati, Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, Indianapolis, Indiana, Providence, Rhode Island, Atlanta, Georgia, Charlotte, North Carolina, Cleveland, Ohio, Orlando, Florida, and Tampa, Florida. Now, look, you could, I could go into some political diatribes about all the cities that are on that list and being east and east coast versus west coast, but what I'll say is um, – there are a lot of specific reasons. Some of them are seeing massive population growth, and that is driving people to those cities that is helping fuel the real estate market in those cities. And um, again, you know, the the stuff out west that's losing population, those are not going to be hot real estate markets for 2024. They missed the boat on that. Um, they're not going to um, the they're they're just not going to be there. So the worst cities sitting at the bottom. Of the um, of the list, New Orleans, San Antonio, Denver, Houston, and Minneapolis are all expected to be not as great real estate markets in um, you know in 2024. So hopefully that's helpful for you. And again, if you're thinking about buying or selling in Tampa and you hear the gloom and doom, real estate is hyper local. What happens with real estate market in one city may not be applying to another city because they have completely different local e- economic forces. So just because you might hear on CNN or Fox that the real estate market is this or that, that doesn't mean that's what's happening in Tampa. Tampa has been bucking the trend and will buck the trend again in 2024. It will continue to be a hot real estate market and outperform other markets all across the country. Our population growth, our local economic forces, our our continued strong climate are all things that will keep people moving to Tampa Bay and keep our real estate market as one of the um, as one of the 
hottest real estate markets in the country. So don't snooze on it. Don't think gloom and doom is coming to Tampa. Don't think prices are going to crash. It's just not in the cards for Tampa Bay in 2024. So we're going to be back. We're going to continue our conversation. We're going to wrap up the show with our last segment after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo Show. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. Andrew Duncan with the Duncan Duo team at LPT Realty. If you're thinking about selling your home, whether you want to just sell it and avoid going on the market, um, you want to, you know, put it on a, you want to find a buyer for it directly, sell it instant cash or go the traditional path. Duncanduo.com is the site for you and, um, you know, go there get a quick home valuation and we'll reach out and talk to you about how we can help you. Um, one of the processes of buying a home or selling a home is a home inspection. I want to give some home inspection tips to people to give them some insight and help them prepare for the process of selling a home. Um, there are some potential red flags that make a very uh, have concerns for people to pay attention to during the inspection process. There are a lot of things inspectors find in inspection process are very minimal in cost or things that are just pretty regular or normal for real estate in Tampa Bay. What I want you to pay attention to that I'm going to talk about today are some of those things that are more of a red flag and a little bit more of a risk than uh, you know fifty or hundred dollar fixes. One of the first ones is settlement. Um, we, we're, we have settlement in Florida. Okay. It's just natural. Our soil, you know, we're waterfront. A lot of our soil is sand. You're going to have settlement. You're going to have stucco cracks. However, if it is a horizontal crack with a bulge, um, you may want to get that situation looked at by a foundation expert. Uh, the wider the crack, um, the, the, the more likely that there could be a foundational problem that may need to be fixed. Minor repairs and cracks can cost as little as 500 bucks, um, but extensive foundation repairs can stretch past $10,000 depending on the price of the home. So your, if your stucco crack is, the wider it is and the more horizontal it is, the greater the risk. If you see kind of the stair-step cracks, those are pretty common in Florida. Um, depending on how wide they are, um, we see those on a lot of houses. Aluminum wiring. Aluminum wiring is um, a fire hazard. It is, um, you know, for a lot of insurance companies, they won't insure it, or they'll 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 charge you an arm and a leg, or require extra things. There can be some specialized connectors to make aluminum wiring safer, uh, but the national average for wiring a house is sixteen thousand dollars. Dated electrical panels. Um, Old panels installed between the 50s and 80s have got fire hazards. Some insurance companies don't like them, or they can they can cause problems, breakers tripping. So you need to be careful about um, you know dated electrical panels because that is something you may have to get ahead of. Plumbing issues. Um, most issues with plumbing are minor from the from a hose not being tightened or a leaky faucet, uh, but polybutylene, um, commonly used between 78 and 94, prone to higher rates of leaks. Um, inspectors will likely note the presence of polybutylene as well as cast iron, which are prone to corrosion. Uh, so, so the, uh, copper is used today and has a longer life cycle. The national average for replacing plumbing supply pipes is 1500 to 15,000, depending on how much it is and, and you know, where, how it's buried. Um, that is definitely something HVAC systems. Um, again, the uh, most HVAC companies are going to test the air going into the handler and then out to determine what kind of temperature differential to determine if it is working or not at an optimal level. Um, you know, replacement could be needed. Um, and again, AC systems can be anywhere between five to 12,000. Safety issues. Um, there may be things on the property, you know, tree branches that cause an uproot of the driveway or a sidewalk that could be a tripping hazard. Older homes that don't have carbon monoxide 
uh, detectors, things that aren't up to building codes, cracks, um, like I said, in driveways. Uh, drainage spots are a common one. Um, if if the, if a gutter is feeding water out and back toward the home, there may need to be some kind of pipe to keep it away from the house so that it doesn't end up causing um, the uh, doesn't end up causing a financial problem or a structural problem. However, most important thing is not to panic. I have never seen a clean home inspection report. No matter which house you buy, if it's your first time looking at houses in a while, your first time buying a house, it's going to have a bunch of stuff listed on it. That is part of home ownership. That is part of getting the equity of owning a home is that now you're responsible for maintaining and approving that home. And you've got to make decisions about what you do, what you don't do, and what is you know acceptable and normal for you. Everything is fixable, okay? Um, it's just a matter of the cost uh, and the risk. So when you're buying a home, expect a long list of items, okay? No matter your price point, expect a long list of items that you're going to need to go through to determine whether the seller, depending on what's in the contract, whether the seller will fix any of them, whether they'll give you a credit so you fix it yourself, and then what is normal routine maintenance that you're going to have to fix yourself after uh, you purchase the property because owning a home is that you own it. That means you own the repairs, you own the issues, and now it's your responsibility to stay in front of and manage those things and uh, get in front of them so they don't get worse. So hopefully those are some things that you're able to pay attention to. I'm a firm believer in in inspection issues, depending on what's in the contract, and negotiating them from a financial perspective. I don't love the idea of sellers making repairs because they skimp or then there's a dispute about who was used and whether they did it right. I'm a big believer when it can be done, when it's not something that's required by insurance or the mortgage. I'm a big believer in the buyer getting money and being able to make that repair themselves so they can control and ensure that it's done the right way. So hopefully those tips were good um, and helpful for you. If you're thinking about selling your home again, DuncanDuo.com. You can also click to buy a home through that website. You can set an appointment with us directly from that page at DuncanDuo.com where we will come out and do a consultation to pick the right path for you, whether it is a guaranteed sale, an instant cash offer, or a traditional sale. We have uh, all the paths for you depending on your level of motivation and your needs. So again, you can do that at DuncanDuo.com. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in and have an awesome rest of your Sunday, Tampa Bay.